It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What does innovation sound like? It sounds like the luxury of being in the moment with your customer, client, or patient. It sounds like having the right information right when you need it. It sounds like being at your best for your customers and your business. Thanks to Highland's intelligent content solutions that improve digital processes, innovators everywhere are able to do their thing better, whatever that thing is. Now, who doesn't like the sound of that? Highland, for innovators everywhere, visit highland.com. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Locked On Podcast Network presents Locked On Sports Today. Daniel Jones wants how much money? The LA Clippers are doing something to get ready for a deep playoff run and you might not expect what it is. And this year's NFL Draft class isn't as deep as in years past, as we'll explain today. I'm Peter Bukowski, starting your day with the can't-miss stories and biggest debates in sports. You're locked on sports today. Searching all major sports. Found. Let's start with the biggest story. This episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On today to get started. After a surprise playoff run in 2022, the New York Giants are looking to stay stable at the quarterback position. Coach, front office have said they want Daniel Jones back. Now we get news, Daniel Jones changing agents, reports that he might want upwards of $40 million a year, which raises questions about the prudence of paying Daniel Jones all of that money and staying status quo at quarterback. Patricia Trena joins me now from Locked on Giants. Locked in with that team, of course. And and Patricia, I think there are a lot of things we can say about some of the, the buzz out there about what Daniel Jones wants. What do you think is a number that actually makes sense for the Giants? I think the contract is probably going to fall somewhere between 32 and 35. I don't think it they push 40. I think that's a little too much. Now, what they can do to kind of meet them in the middle if they want is they can adjust the guaranteed money because, as we all know, that is the key thing that everybody looks for is the guaranteed money. The APY really doesn't mean as much as I think a lot of people seem to think it does. But, um, but yeah, if you're talking like a five-year deal at $40 million, that's $200 million. So you're basically approaching upper echelon quarterbacks like Pat Mahomes, you know, Josh Allen, and, and Daniel Jones just isn't there yet. Yeah, if you look at between 32 and $40 million, there's a group of quarterbacks right there. Kirk Cousins, Jared Goff, Carson Wentz, Matt Ryan, just below Ryan Tanhill, just below that. That seems like a reasonable place for Daniel Jones to slot in. He seems like he's in that tier of quarterbacks. So what do you make of the, the reports that are out there now that, oh, he could push for 40? He's not going to say, yeah, I'll settle for whatever you guys give me, right? This feels like posturing. Right. I mean, look, we all want to get as paid as much as we can. We all tend to overvalue yes. ourselves. I hope I our mean, bosses are listening. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I mean, if I if I had my way, I'd get a million dollars a month. But you know, look, you got to be realistic. You got to look at market. You got to look at revenue. You know, there's a whole bunch of factors. And here's what Daniel Jones needs to address: 
does he want to be part of this team moving forward? You know, if he goes and digs in and, you know, if the reports of him wanting 40 to 45 million a year are true, that's going to potentially cost him some other guys that are key building blocks Mm. to this team. So he's got to sit there and he's got to say, okay, do I really want to, you know, gouge the giants for whatever I can get, which, you know, again, I understand where he, he would be coming from if that's the case, but there also has to be a balance because sometimes you got to take a little less in order to, you know, continue the quote unquote gravy train, which they've started with the playoff teams uh, that they had this past year. You mentioned the team, Daniel Jones, not the only key member of that team that is, is looking for a payday this off season. There are some other potentially key cogs that are going to want to get paid. Saquon Barkley, the biggest name out there. Is he the guy that you think is most essential to retain? And and if so, what is it going to cost? I don't think Saquon's the most essential to retain. I think, you know, they would like to have him back. Again, you don't want to break up the band. He's a core piece. You don't want to have to necessarily lose him. He's He's got a unique skill set that uh, right now I'm not sure if, it, if anybody in the draft has it. Maybe one or two guys, but, you know, you got to prioritize your needs. But um, the as far as what it's going to cost them, you know, there's been reports that Saquon is looking to make around per year what Christian McCaffrey is making, which is 16. I don't see that happening. I think the Giants are probably going to try and get Saquon somewhere between 12.5 and 14 tops. But again, the guaranteed money, what is that going to be? So, you know, can they convince Saquon and his representatives that, hey, you know, we're not going to give you 16, but we'll give you 13, but we'll guarantee 80% of the contract, for example. I mean, I, I would think that would be enough to move the needle, but, you know, I don't know what Saquon and his agent are necessarily talking about or what they're thinking. Stay up to date all year on the New York Giants by subscribing to Locked On Sports today and Locked On Giants on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Thanks for making Locked On Sports today your first listen. Coming up, the LA Clippers seem to have some sort of plan for a playoff push. Before we try to figure out what it is, there was a top shelf game on the NCAA men's basketball slate last night. The midway point of the NBA season is here and now is the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Because new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Say that five times fast. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe and secure, super easy to use. Then you can bet on everything from the money line to point scores and threes drain. Or you can look at the favorites to win the NBA title. Right now, FanDuel has the Celtics favored to win at plus 280. The Milwaukee Bucks right behind them, plus 430. And then the Phoenix Suns at plus 480. The only team FanDuel has at odds better than 12 to 1 is the Denver Nuggets at plus 750. So don't miss the chance to get your no sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash locked on. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. 
If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Now, here's what you need to be locked on today. In a matchup of two teams who have as good a shot at winning the Big 12 as anyone, the Kansas Jayhawks and TCU Horned Frogs locked horns. Kansas wins 63-58 to in Fort Worth over TCU, exacting a little bit of revenge and gets a huge leg up for trying to get at least a share of the Big 12 title. I'm Derek Johnson with Locked On Jayhawks. We'll have plenty to come in the upcoming shows. It was an ugly game, but, you know, sometimes those are the Bill Self games. Sometimes the games where you're not making shots, you're not scoring a ton of points. Can you still make the other team play bad? And can you still grind out a win? Those are the games Bill Self loves. And, you know, we, we haven't seen that consistently with this team. We've seen really high highs for this team, but I don't know that we've seen that a ton. Like the games last year where you beat Providence in the Sweet 16 by just making them play poorly. You did that against TCU in a tough game against a team who beat you by 23 now in Fieldhouse. Unbelievable defensive game, an overall game for Kevin McCuller. Jalen Wilson really struggled, but his team was able to step up around him. You had guys in foul trouble, Jalen, Grady, and KJ Adams in the first half, but you found a way to do it with some some good bench contributions from Ernest Uday. Grady Dick was on fire in the first half. And then, like I said, Kevin McCuller and Dwan Harris, man, just continues to be in command. Patrick Beverly is finalizing a deal with the Chicago Bulls. Because reasons, the deal is likely to be completed as soon as today when the Bulls are expected to waive a player to create a roster spot for Beverly. The Bulls want Beverly, a Chicago native who attended John Marshall High School, to bring some ferocity to the court and the locker room. With a 26-33 and 33 record at the All-Star break, the Bulls are in 11th place in the Eastern Conference standings. Beverly averaged a little over 6 points, 3 rebounds, and under 3 assists in 45 starts for the LA Lakers this season before being dealt to the Orlando Magic at the February 9th trade deadline. The Magic waived Beverly on the 12th after reaching a buyout agreement. Shohei Otani may actually choose to explore free agency at the end of this season when asked if he'd be open to negotiating a long-term deal with the Angel. Otani's agent said, I've always been open to it, but there's several layers to this one. And Shohei's earned the right to play through the year, explore free agency, and we'll see where it shakes out. The 28-year-old has performed as both an elite hitter and elite pitcher over these past two seasons and could fetch a free agent contract in the neighborhood of $500 million if he does so again. On the ice, the Sharks blanked the Kraken. The shorthanded Sharks shut out the Seattle Kraken. I'm J.D. Young of Locked on Sharks. And without Timo Meyer, arguably their best player, and Tomas Hurdle, arguably their third best player, they shut down the Seattle Kraken 4 to nothing. Uh, James Reimer wasn't tested much, but he stopped every shot as he was a perfect 26 of 26 against the Kraken. And the Sharks got complimentary scoring today. They had Logan Gator with the first goal. Then they had uh, Sveshnikov, Gregor, and then AC Mott scoring as well. Sharks did a great job of keeping this high-powered Seattle Kraken offense in check all day long, uh, limiting their shot attempts, limiting their high-quality shot attempts, and they took advantage of the opportunities that they had. So um, good win for the Sharks and a good quality win against a good team. Um, but, you know, we'll see what happens now when Hurdle and Meyer hopefully re-enter the lineup here on uh, Thursday. So all that and more on your next episode of Locked on Sharks.
and the Islanders got a big road win over the Penguins. The New York Islanders had a gutsy performance in a 4-2 win over the Pittsburgh Penguins. No Matthew Barzal, no Josh Bailey, lots of injuries, and yet Elias Sorokin came up huge for the Islanders, making more than 40 saves to earn the win, many of them spectacular. And the Islanders get just enough toughness, just enough defense, and just enough goal scoring to pull out a 4-2 game including an empty netter at the end, two goals for Brock Nelson. But the real story, how the Islanders came together in this game after being physically challenged by the Penguins in the second period, and the Islanders pass the test with flying colors, get back into the game and end up winning it. For more, listen to and watch the Locked On Islanders podcast with me, Gil Martin, wherever you get podcasts. Here is another story you need to know. After leaving L.A., Russell Westbrook is reportedly headed back to L.A. from Utah. He plans to sign with the L.A. Clippers, according to reports, after reaching a buyout agreement with the Utah Jazz. Joining me now from Locked on Clippers, Darian Vaziri. And and Darian, this is an interesting move from a team that was sold to us as the deepest in the league. According to Woj, Russell Westbrook is just going to walk into the starting lineup in L.A. Why do this if you're the Clippers? Well, there's only one explanation, and that is that Paul George, Kawhi Leonard, and Ty Lue wanted it, especially Paul George. I mean, Paul George and Marcus Morris straight up told the media they wanted him. Yeah. When you have stars going to the media and saying they want somebody, then that's pretty hard in this player empowerment era. And what it really is is it's star empowerment. It's not like – Terrence Mann has a huge pull in the front office, I don't think. Paul George and Kawhi Leonard, we've acquiesced to a lot of their demands, and this is an addition to that. They they won, I guess. And Lawrence Frank, the reason why I say it's, it's clearly not the management is because Lawrence Frank said, we looked at the possible people we could have gone to at point guard. We want someone that's not going to be very ball dominant and that can shoot. Well, Russell Westbrook absolutely does not fit that <laughs> criteria. So it clearly wasn't him that pushed for it. At the end of the day, they got him to agree, and that's what people are reporting within the uh, Clipper beat as well. So, okay, Russell Westbrook has a pass with Paul George. We we know how that could potentially look. And and by the way, that worked for them um, for a time when, especially when Paul George looked like a really good basketball player, which he still is in LA. So, from a fit standpoint, Paul George he he wants to have the basketball in his hands. Kawhi Leonard wants to have the basketball in his hands. Russell Westbrook, we know, wants to have the basketball in his hand. So what do you what do you think of the fit here? Understanding that this only happens, as you said, because these guys are pushing for it. LeBron pushed for it too. That doesn't mean it's going to work. Right. And that's the crazy thing about this all is that Rob Palenka was slandered for over a year because of this move that he, right. he, you know, he listened to the stars and got Russ. And now we're doing the same thing, even though we saw it didn't work out for them. The thing is, the fit is different. We have a lot more shooters around Russell Westbrook. We have better defenders. And our two stars work better without the ball. In in terms of how this changes their ceiling in the postseason, what do you think that this does ultimately to either you know raise their floor, raise their ceiling? Like, what does it have the most impact on in the postseason? Well, in my opinion, with Russell Westbrook, he's had his great playoff moments. But he's, as of this stage of his career, more known as a guy 
that at the highest level has been detrimental in certain situations to winning championships. I've had to defend this guy since I was a mid, because he went to UCLA. I'm a huge, actually, a Russell Westbrook fan. You might not be able to tell from the way I'm talking, but I really like, <laughs> he's really one of my favorite players you, of all time. You have time. to be realistic about what he is at this point in his career. Right. If, if this was 2019, I would literally be over the moon ecstatic right now. <laughs> but, and I'm hoping he can still be close to the 2021 version we saw in Washington. And so I wanted to work from that perspective. But we'll just have to see. I think Ty Lue, it's the ball is in his court. If Russell Westbrook is, you know, the one we saw with the Lakers, he's not a star anymore, and he gets 20 to 25 minutes a night, then I think this actually won't be as, as big of a risk as people think. And it's not a financial risk. It's really just can we integrate a player with that big a personality, that big a reputation, when we already have our lack of continuity issues and lack of consistency issues with lineups, and we just made a trade. With three different new players. Now we have a fourth new player. It's just going to be a big task. So in my opinion, Peter, I'm not going to lie. I felt less confident about our championship chances after I heard the news today. Just because Westbrook and Paul George both have their – people are out there that think they're never going to win a championship. Now they're back together again with a franchise that so many NBA fans also think is never going to win a championship just because they're the Clippers. So I guess in that way, it's a match made in heaven to prove everyone wrong. Stay up to date all year on the Los Angeles Clippers by following Locked On Sports Today and Locked On Clippers on YouTube or wherever you get podcasts. Coming up, the depth of this NFL draft class already begins to wane toward pick 10. We'll explain next. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Quarterbacks, quarterbacks, quarterbacks. They'll be picked and Moss in the first round. But as Matt Williamson and Brian Peacock explain on Peacock and Williamson in their first mock draft, that's not because this class is particularly deep. That brings us to number six with the Detroit Lions. They also could take a Levis or a Richardson and sit them, just like Seattle. Both those teams have extra first-round picks. But I went with my favorite corner, Christian Gonzalez, prototypical guy. He's going to test really, really well. Lions need defense. Yeah, I, I like the the Lions addressing defense here at pick mm-hmm. number six. The, the Lions can really do a lot of things. Got the extra pick. They could go quarterback with one of their two picks. They could move around a lot. Um, it's it's going to be a fun offseason for the Detroit Lions, I think, and, a, and yeah. especially a fun draft season. All these teams with extra picks, too, and, and we're going to see some picks get traded for veteran players we're going to see some mm-hmm. picks get traded on draft day and the more teams that have extra picks the more likely that more picks are even to get traded so it kind of feeds into itself a little bit i think yeah i think you're 100 right and we'll talk draft as a whole overall but i'm not blown away with this draft overall so there might be more moving than people think trying to get picks next year things of that nature or maybe that makes less movement because nobody's really convicted about a player over who could, could fall be. to them at their spot and i still wonder about the quarterbacks like this I, I still feel like there's a little bit of an overselling and an overbilling for this quarterback class it was like oh wait till you know last year it was wait till next year's class and it's sure. a better class than last year but i don't think this adds up to the the 2021 class at all 
No, I 100% agree. Uh, maybe I'll change my tune, but what I know about these top four guys is fine, but I have more doubts than I have, you know, answers. The team picking at number seven, the Las Vegas Raiders, and Derek Carr, not doing him any favors, decides, I'm not going to help you out. So no. go ahead and cut me. So it's looking like there's not going to be any trade, and he turned down any, because he's got that no trade clause, he turned down the trade after visiting with uh, multiple days with the New Orleans Saints, and uh, he's going to force the Raiders to cut Derek Carr. So it looks like Derek Carr is going to hit the free agent market, not the trade market, here in a couple days. I give him credit. Like, why should I take an asset from my new team away when I can hit the open market and, you know, probably get paid even more? Maybe he already has a deal with the Saints. Who knows? Um, I have the the Raiders taking Will Levis, a project quarterback. Um, I I think McDaniels could do good things with him, possibly. I think they should rebuild. I don't know that they agree with me. How about those Atlanta Falcons picking at number eight, Matt? I gave them Miles Murphy, who reminds me a lot of the first overall pick last year, Trevon Walker, just a big athlete on the front that you can do a lot with. Uh, Atlanta could certainly use somebody like that. Yeah, the, it's going to be interesting with Miles Murphy from Clemson and Tyree Wilson from Texas Tech, who he yeah. had going to number five. I mean, when you just look at them, they're top 10 picks, edge players that have the height, weight, speed that you're looking for. Things do get interesting here because more quarterback needy teams are going to be on the outside looking in here, like pick nine with the Carolina Panthers, 11 with the Tennessee Titans. And you had the Panthers going with a quarterback, maybe a little bit more of a project in Anthony Richardson. But man, when you see him throw, you see his ability. uh, You could dare to dream with a quarterback prospect like that. Yeah, and a pretty good source told me that the Panthers – plan on we'll see if they can implement it they would love to do the Steelers Trubisky picket move you know sign somebody that still has a little upside but has been around the block and hopefully use a first round pick on a quarterback I mean so I could see Richardson being the perfect guy for that if you already have Sam Darnold back or somebody like that you right. know Philadelphia Eagles I mean they were just in the Super Bowl by the way did the Super Bowl change anything for you here in this mock draft aside from pick who was gonna be picking 30 and 31 with the who won the Super Bowl to pull the curtain back, this was due on Friday, so no. <laughs> <laughs> well, you got a corner going here to the Philadelphia yeah. Eagles, Devon uh, Witherspoon from Illinois. Had a tremendous season for, for Illinois, and some have him as the top corner in this draft. Um, a little slight, but Bradbury's a free agent. I, I think they, they loved having Slay-Bradbury combination. If you could keep that going with Witherspoon and Slay, you know, you keep a strength to strength. Get all the NFL draft information you need by following Locked On Sports today, Peacock and Williamson, and Locked On NFL Draft on YouTube or wherever you get podcasts. And finally, hitting an American League record 62 home runs was quite a feat, but could Aaron Judge do it again? It could be. You never, you never know. You never know. But, uh, you know, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. You know, every time you play in New York, it's, I feel like it's, like you're chasing, you're chasing history. After Judge agreed to a new long-term deal with the Yankees at the end of 2022, he became New York's first captain since Derek Jeter from 2003 to 2013. One of the main reasons why I wanted to come back and wear pinstripes is we had a lot of unfinished business here. So, you know, looking forward to, you know, this this new role. But I don't think a lot of stuff doesn't change for me. You know, it, it got me in this position. And I just got to keep keep focusing on that and keep pushing forward pretty good example to set i don't know that anyone else is going to get to 60 home runs but it's you know something to shoot for thanks for making locked on sports today your first listen now go find your favorite team's locked on podcast and make them your second listen coming up tomorrow we'll look at why this nfl draft seems to be so shallow on talent so at least until tomorrow stay locked on sports today
Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.